Welcome to the Skift India Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Peden. And today we'll be diving into the world of travel fintech as we talk to Abhilasha Negi and Akash Dahiya, the two co-founders of Sandcash. Abhilasha and Akash, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Peden. Thanks, Peden. Good to be here. Thank you so much. Um, Akash, a question to you, since you are also the CEO of the company. Could you give us a bit more information on what uh, you know, Sankash offers? And then, of course, you've spoken about uh, Sankash's plans to service 1 million customers by 2025. So how ambitious is this number? Uh, uh, Pede, uh, frankly speaking, this is an underestimation of the numbers, the way uh, especially the Indian travel market is growing. Uh, India has roughly about 100 million passport holders, out of which 50% are students and laborers. Uh, technically, we only contribute 6% of the population who can technically can go out. Uh, the last year, there are only 30 million uh, people travel outside India. So we are still at a very nascent stage as far as traveling is concerned. Our passport is now getting stronger. People are getting confident. Uh, most of the Indians today are first-time travelers. They realize that there is much more to look outside the uh, outside the Indian market. So yes, this market mm-hmm. is, is going to bombard very differently. Uh, One million is absolutely what we believe is an underestimation of that. The next innovation that will come and that will drive this growth is, has to be from the financial services. Uh, we have seen what financial services could do uh, to a player like an iPhone in Indian market. The same thing will get uh, replicated for the travel as a market because the ticket ranges, the ticket sizes are almost the same. So given those kind of appalances, we see that 1 million is absolutely achievable. In fact, it's an underestimation. And um, Akash, could you also talk a bit about you know what Suncash is offering? Uh, so we are a travel fintech, uh, uh, so primarily the, the, the anchor product or the key product that we do is consumer financing for travel at the point of sale. Uh, so technically today, let's say you go to India to buy any consumer durable. Uh, now to buy a refrigerator or to a washing machine, you see 10 ways to pay. Unfortunately for the travel, you don't see them. It looks like a dead place today. You walk into any of the travel stores in the country. Now that's what sand cash tends to change. Uh, the fintech as as per se from the penetration standpoint uh is the as what we call is a is a next social media people spend more times in searching for the deals and offer before they actually buy the product now this is the deals and offer platform that sandcash brings which can be in turn offered to the travelers by travel agents so we do the consumer financing for travel uh which is purchased while buying the primary product that is travel uh, at any of these stores so that remains our anchor product. Mm-hmm. Um, Abhilasha, um, a question that is directed to you. You know, the market that you're operating in is very fragmented. You know, so so what are some of the challenges that you face and how do you break into this market? Uh, well, that's absolutely right, uh, Pede. Um, why we chose... So uh, basically, travel is a very fragmented market. And uh, as per the studies and the research that we conducted before we entered this market, we could see foresee this as a challenge already. So uh, one very important aspect of uh, entering this market is uh, 
trust is extremely important in this market. So we are a B2B organization and uh, travel agents um, are you know, associated with us through whom we actually make this travel now pay later service available to the customers. And we saw that um, uh, to build in trust with them, it, it's extremely important that we be a complementing service to them instead of sounding like a competitive service to them. So uh, that was the first thing. Uh, second, what really helped us in a way, though, you know, it was otherwise not a good thing for the travel industry, but was the pandemic. Because uh, it, during the pandemic, a lot of our uh, issues pertaining to educating the travel agents about the importance of travel now, pay later and travel insurance services also per se, uh, automatically came to the fore because everybody started understanding the concept of buy now, pay later and you know being at home and still being able to uh, get financial services available at a few clicks. That is something that uh, was in a way good for us uh, during the pandemic. And that's also when we looked at pivoting and we helped the travel agents. We stayed with them at that point of time by offering other services to them, like marketing toolkits free of cost, and also a visa photograph module that we offered to them free of cost. These were additional services that we, are, we were offering to maintain the stickiness. Uh, but then with the, uh, uh, you know, uh, this market being very fragmented, uh, I think what's most important is that uh, going to them through as a pull product and not as a push product is what brought these travel agents to us. So once uh, the word started to go out, we are also associated with the travel boutique online. So once the word started to go out and um, uh, through them, we were able to approach a couple of uh, travel agents initially. Then we saw that uh, they could understand that how this is going to help their business build further. So, uh, Avilasha, just just one thing. I, I'm sorry to cut you short, but I'm just so, one thing. What is this pull and push that you talk about? I mean, like, how do you differentiate that? So, uh usually, you know, an EMI product in the market is looked at and looked upon in uh, the rest of the industries as a push product in the sense that. Uh, the customer actually, the uh, the uh, the agent or the merchant actually has to push for the customer to take a product on an interest-bearing uh, sort of an EMI. But uh, with travel, like with a lot of other uh, uh, you know industries like uh, phones and all of that, this had become this has become a pull product because the customers themselves come and they ask for a possibility of an alternative payment option or an alternative payment plan, which is available because of the cost being very high. And also at the same time, you know, people, especially when they want to uh, visit abroad and most of Indians are first time travelers, they don't, they want to have some cash in hand with them when they travel abroad. They don't want to spend the entire money just at the time of booking. So this product really helped them. So they started asking for these kind of products from the travel agent, which is why they started coming back to us and asking, you know, started getting registered with us. Um, well, both uh, both of you, both Akash and Abhilasha, you know, uh, Sandcash has formed a lot of strategic partnerships uh, recently, whether it is with Musafir.com or with Cordelia Cruises, you know, Ease My Trip. You have your, you know, travel now, pay later, even sale now, pay later options. Mm -hmm. You're offering flexible payment options to Indian travelers. Now, do you see an uptick in more travelers wanting to travel by availing these flexible payment options? How big is this market right now? Because 
you know we've been all talking about the fact that how indians are you know like we um, did a mega trend about how india is the new china where everybody is looking at the indian indian outbound travel and it's not just outbound it's domestic as well i mean domestic has helped a lot of uh, travelers to explore more you know so that is what is also pushing outbound as well so uh, so do you see more and more people wanting to avail these uh, flexible payment options uh but i'll answer that uh technically if you will see let's say today you go and visit amazon uh, india website right uh, you pick up any product you will see that the emi price uh, supersedes the mrp now you Correct. go and visit a thomas cook or even for that matter a make my trip site the full price does mention right uh so india as a concept has moved to uh, buying an affordable product right be it a, a luxury product or or, or or anything which is a necessity product but that phenomena has not happened in travel so we as a category creator there could be two things one we put a marketing muscle and create a pull in the market where customer comes and ask for it which will require a long haul marketing exercise the best way to cut that short is to go and sit behind these travel merchants and that's the reason why we go and sign up these merchant and offer the services to them now be it a merry now pay later to a sale now pay later are all the uh, are all the spin off on how they use it and eventually bring it up now the way we are seeing it as a category creation that when we started off we were negligible they don't know how to sell an affordable packages be it domestic or international today our penetration is roughly about 10% of the gmb contribution that they do i even at a monthly level so let's say at a thomas cook sotc these are the large uh, uh, travel holidays provider right we are already started seeing 10% people taking a flexible payment option now uh, will it go 25% yes absolutely and that's near future will it breach 25% mark we don't know we will find that out but that's more depend the amount of marketing muscle that these players will put in so yes the uptake is going up significantly very high uh, be it domestic or be it the international uh, and it's just a matter of time that the usage and the use case would be much more uh, for what we are seeing today to add to that vedan um, uh, travel as a category per se if you will see is really expanding uh, in a big way you know previously travel only meant leisure travel and maybe adventure travel but now we see sports travel happening we see destination weddings happening pilgrimage travel happening all of these Correct. are uh, expanding and expanding the industry travel industry per se in a big way so automatically uh, being a uh, Uh, you know being a, uh, an attachment product for travel we are automatically seeing that a lot of customers are coming to us with different kind of requirements when we had started out in 2018 we were only expecting uh, the new age people to come and young generation to come and take this kind of a product but to our surprise today families with children uh, people who want to sponsor their elderly parents for pilgrimage all of those are coming to us in a big way and that consists of our 60% of the portfolio today so interesting uh, it's expanding in a great way interesting because uh, you know i i re- i read about i read about a report that had said i think la- around last year that 
you know, in um, in India, about 40% of travelers halt their vacation plans due to lack of funds. And then, of course, uh, you know, among the group tested, they had also said that 70% wanted better travel options. Okay. Now, um, you know, it's great that, you know, so many people are traveling. And of course, uh, facilities such as Travel Now, Pay Later uh, offerings are also helping them travel more. But um, Akash and Abhilasha, what, what do you do about defaulters? How do you handle those who do not pay back? Uh, Patrick, that's, uh, in fact, that's one of the learnings that even the industry saw it, right? Uh, uh, see, one of the uh, India's largest private sector bank, which is the uh, giving out the unsecured personal loan to the consumer, uh, there's a recent report which suggested that uh, one out of every three customers using the unsecured money for travel as a purpose. Now, if that's such a large category, uh, India and technically globally, uh, unsecured uh, loans versus a purpose-based loans uh, showcase and exhibit a different credit behavior on a consumer's mind. Travel is one of the commodity which has a high repeat purchase. Uh, now, given that at least twice in a year is what a people tend to travel then, right? Now, every time they are going, going back to the same travel agent. If a customer is defaulted, they won't face a travel agent they are going back to. Leave aside the OTAs and we are not talking about it because that's not where the majority of the market is. So today being a purpose based where the purpose has been verified against the invoice, the money going to the dealers, we see that we are performance is much more better than a credit card and the personal loan. The default rates currently on the Sancash portfolio is roughly about 1.55% well, uh, uh, on the annualized uh, rates, which is much more lesser. And that's the added advantage that we bring on the table, even for the NBFCs and the banking institutions. Yeah, but Akash, how do you deal with those defaulters? I mean, like even if it is 1.55%, there is a certain percentage that does that. But is there any way in which you can get back the money from them? Lending will always see defaults, it, it, it's, it's that how you control and what are those those numbers that uh, at which the books will look attractive. Uh, defaults could be an intentional or could be a syndicated fraud as well. Intentional, uh, intentional defaults are something that could be because the revenues were impacted. Let's say COVID happened or there's a loss of job. Now, you can't do much about it, but eventually you, ex uh, you get the money out of these customers. Uh, but when it comes down to the syndicated fraud, there is enough checks and balances that we do. For example, the way we go about doing it is uh, uh, every time we take a support of our travel merchant network to keep our default rates at the minimum. Uh, the way we do it is basically take their help in terms of reaching out to those customers. Uh, we exactly uh, utilize their resources. Uh, whenever the default rates at a particular point of sale started breaching, let's say 2% level, we stop and blacklist a particular point of sale. We believe that that's where the the the, uh, the merchandise uh, or the, even the customers are coming. I have an habitual default habit. So those are the ways. But yes, defaults will exist. Uh, the idea is to keep it under 2% uh, and behave like a secured uh, portfolio. 2% uh, default rates is what help us to also carve out the interest rate in a better product. And that's how we cover up those default rates in the product proposition as well. Interesting. Um, uh, you know, Sandcash also works in the travel insurance market. And, you know, uh, with COVID, we have seen how important travel insurance has become. And of course, uh, in India, you know, uh, many of the countries before securing a visa, travel insurance is... Uh, an important part of the visa process. 
So uh, do you do you see that and nowadays, you know, you also see OTAs offering a travel insurance for a minimal amount, say about 120 rupees or so. Uh, even IRCTC has the travel insurance scheme. So how important is insurance right now for the Indian travel industry? Uh, it is very important. Uh, you, As you rightly mentioned, this industry has taken off after COVID. Most of the countries made it mandatory. Most of the people have also started asking for it, right? Uh, if the country is a visa fee, something like a Thailand or Maldives, because people realize if I'll get sick, it will take it can take away their entire year's income. So that's how it started to become a pull as well. Uh, so and obviously because of the uh, the claim rates which are much more lesser in, in insurance, it becomes lucrative from a commission standpoint to all the travel agents as well. Now what we do, we being a go-to travel fintech today, that's where our decision of not only sticking onto the lending, we started offering the travel insurance on our platform. What it does is two things. One, it increases the revenue of the travel agents. We become a default travel fintech under three pillars, which is lendings, insurance and payments. Uh, and we become a go-to person. The third important element is that we start cross-leveraging the product. For example, if a certain travel agent is buying, a let's say, an X quantum of travel insurance from Sandcash, we don't charge them MDR or a payment gateway fees for the consumer financing that we do for them. So that becomes literally no cost for them. And for the uh, customer, we don't charge even the interest for, let's say, certain terms. Now uh, That becomes a, that cross leverage with the insurance bundled as a product becomes much more easier to attain. So all these three things put together has made insurance a critical part of our ecosystem. But um, Akash, do you see a lot of people, even for domestic travel, do, do you see them opting for domestic? Because, you know, you never know. Sometimes, you know, um, like what happened with Go First, right? And now, uh, you know, Indigo has already have been having a prob problems with the Pratt & Whitney engines. So they are saying that most of, uh, you know, a, a significant, uh, you know, portion of their uh, flights may not fly for some time. So uh, do you see do you see for domestic travel as well, people opting for these things because, you know, to future proof themselves? Yeah, so uh, uh, you know, both travel, travel now pay later and travel insurance have primarily lacked in uh, the travel industry, primarily because of an education issue. Uh, being the first uh, uh, first time uh, sort of leaders in this uh, industry, we realized this soon that, you know, the primary problem of education needs to be solved first. And then we need to start uh, designing good products, selling the right kind of uh, products and leveraging the market. So uh, we saw the same thing with travel insurance as well. When we started to launch it, only people used to buy it for uh, international travel because it was mandatory. But then uh, once we started educating customers who were applying to us about it, uh, we have seen that there's been a rising trend and people with domestic uh, travel uh, along not just uh, buy travel insurance, but they're also willing to buy uh, something like an attachment product, which covers the entire amount of travel that uh, you know they are taking on a loan. So that is also a trend that we've been seeing. 
uh by the way also just to add add up to it uh, people uh, india the, the even the domestic market has taken off which means as you rightly pointed out the aviation sector itself has to cope up with it the infrastructure is not in place at most of the airports barring the metro towns now what the people have started facing are the delayed flights loss of baggages you lose mm-hmm. one baggage it could cost you 50000 bucks and insurance will cost you 100 bucks people started realizing that very soon right uh because they have someone in the family or someone uh, unfortunately insurance works that way only if you will see that someone is suffering just by not picking that up as an opt in product uh they end up paying a huge sum of money right now people started seeing that very frequently with the absence of lot of airline carriers in the country uh and the rise of the demand and unable to service so this automatically becomes a pull uh then there are the poor states versus a rich state as what when we were talking to a lot of people here right for example himachal and goa which technically is already overloaded with the tourism's uh, tourist coming in in their respective states when they when mm-hmm. so let's say someone coming from delhi and falls sick in himachal right the load comes onto the state uh state run government uh, the hospitals and the other healthcare institutions because they don't have the penetration of the private institution we started realizing we are talking to some of the very senior uh, people in the tourism boards where uh, the domestic tourism boards where uh, state tourism where they are saying we will make it mandatory to for people to carry certain level of a health insurance when they are entering the state now they are figuring out how to monitor it but that's where uh, it will start making sense because they will even the states will start making it mandatory like for a visa requirements that every time a ticket is uh, sold and a flight is landing they would need to have let's say basic health infrastructure so those kind of an insurance penetrations is happening right now as far as domestic is concerned interesting um uh, i think sancash has also uh, you know it's it's announced its foray into the forex space as well so can you talk about this uh, this uh, you know uh, relationship between travel and forex i mean like uh, what made you what made you decide to uh, you know get into the forex space uh but the the idea for this comes in when one of the tourism boards approached us and they said that hey we want to become the go to uh, gcc country as a favorite tourist destination in uh, from india now uh, and drive the consumption of indian tourist coming into the country so they say that hey every time you lend let's say 2 lakh rupees 200000 rupees to the customer can you lend them 50000 additional which can only be spent within my country now one what will drive is because it will be free money and i will bear the interest cost of that money right you just give him 50000 additional now it becomes a closed loop ecosystem where they you go customer goes in there let's say in that country land in that country and that 50000 is available for them to only spend within that country now that's a free cash coming to them right uh, uh, so that's when the idea started coming up that with the indians going out they are taking the packages here but now they are adventuring into the food into the shopping so the the amount of forex that they are buying is increasing now it cannot be now what has happened the state of affairs in india is that whenever travel agent books a holiday for a tra- customer they technically they technically ask them to go and buy the forex from their respective banks they realize that they are missing out one on servicing the customer they are giving their customer in platter to a financial institutions third they are losing out an opportunity on making money on every transaction that they do 
that's when most of these travel agents were also asking us, hey, you being a, a fintech player, why can't I buy it from your platform? Because nev- uh, in my lifetime, a bank will never come and offer me a product. So that's when we said, okay, let's experiment by putting up and solve on the both side of the supply and demand and put it across. And that's where we saw that's an opportunity coming up, though at a very nascent stage. But now we are bundling it like a travel insurance. And next year, we will see a big jump on the forex side of it uh, as one of the pillars for growth. And do you think that this recent, uh, you know, the TCS thing that uh, that has happened, that will also see, uh, you know, more Indians opting for Forex rather than uh, using the credit card? Absolutely, they would. Uh, and uh, in fact, uh, uh, the the cost of ownership or let's say the cost of buying a holidays has gone up by 5 and 20 percent. Right. So they are already uh, they're seeing that the budget needs to be increased even while buying the primary product. Uh, similarly, uh, the expenses of the credit card is getting that extra surcharge. Uh, so definitely that's one of the reasons why we are seeing that uh, the Forex bought at the point of sale uh, is, is taking off and we will continue to see the massive growth around it. Excellent. Thank you, Abhilasha and Akash, for joining us today and shedding light on how Indians are now opting for more flexibility and financial support while traveling. Thank you so much for having us over. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll catch you in the new episode. We hope you found this episode informative and inspiring. Thank you very much. This has been the Skift India Travel Podcast. Thank you for listening.